0: Safety that Studio presents. I'm the king of the world. No, I did it. I did it. Talking Movies with, with Brian Lataki. And here we go. Here's Brian Lataki. You can do it! Hello, friends, and welcome to Talking Movies. I'm Brian Lataki. And I want to play a game. It's Saw X. After that, what happens then? Your whole life happens then. John Kramer. According to these scans, the tumor was never removed. How much time do I have? Months, at best. I still have a lot of work that needs to be done. (laughs) Hello, everyone. It's time to play a game. You all pretended to cure me. But what I have planned for each of you is very real. Of all the men to cheat, you pick John Kramer? Please, don't hesitate. Sick and desperate John Kramer travels to Mexico for a risky and experimental medical procedure in hopes of a miracle cure for his cancer, only to discover the entire operation is a scam to defraud the most vulnerable. Written by the team of Josh Stolberg and Pete Goldfinger and directed by Kevin Grudert, Saw X stars Tobin Bell as John Kramer, Shawnee Smith as Amanda Young, Sonove Makodi-Lund as Cecilia Peterson, Stephen Brand as Parker Sears, and features Renata Vaca, Joshua Okamoto, Octavia Hignosa, Paulette Hernandez, Jorge Briseño, Costas Mandelor, and Michael Beach. Well, it's officially October, and even though I started a little early, it is the spooky season full of horror movie releases, and I'm a little like Jesse Spano. Um- It's been a little hot and cold when it comes to the Saw franchise. I remember my first time watching the original Saw when I thought that was a really cool new twist on horror, and then as the series went on, it got more elaborate and a little more ridiculous with each outing. With Spiral, the most recent film starring Chris Rock, it seemed like the series was finally reaching its official end. But then this movie was announced with the return of Tobin Bell and Shawnee Smith as John Kramer and Amanda Young respectively, and it was going to take place about three weeks after the events of the original film. And that intrigued me. This is really... Really early Jigsaw when he's still directly involved in his puzzles, and he's still looking for victims that are incredibly personal to him. Story-wise, get ready to feel a ton of sympathy for John as this is a personal revenge story for him. It's quite well done as you see why you shouldn't try to con a hyper-intelligent serial killer as if we all needed to be told that. This entire movie is personal, and as with most of Jigsaw's victims, there's always a chance of survival if you play by the rules. Acting-wise, it's pretty good. While Tobin Bell is great and seemingly hasn't aged a day in 19 years, it seems like they couldn't really de-age Shawnee Smith's Amanda, who doesn't appear to be de-aged to how she looked back in 2006. In fact, it looks like they tried to do it a little bit with makeup. Now, they do play their roles incredibly well, but the fact that this is mere weeks following Saw, the appearances do seem a bit strange to me, and I imagine it'll be a lot worse if you try to watch this series chronologically. Anyways, Our players do well enough in what seems like pretty much all of their first North American credit, and as far as horror movies go, this movie is actually acted very well. Overall, Saw X is a great return to form after a series of near misses and full-on misses. It's the first Saw story to not include a hard police angle, and it's really the first true personal story for John Kramer. While we've touched on his history many times, this time out we see a bit more as to why he operates the way he does. With a runtime of an hour and 58 minutes, it's the longest in the series, but the traps in the story that we really want to see do make it a great entry into a series that hasn't seen its best features as of late. There is quite a bit more gore in this one, but as always, the payoff is sweet. I give Saw X a B B+. <laughs> School is back in, so it's time to stand out. Nick and the team at Swish Barbershop at 844 St. Mary's Road are ready to line you up and make you look your best. Walk-ins are welcome, or you can visit my barber by booking today at boybarbernick.com. I've just been handed an urgent news story. Cannonball! let's get into movie news you can use and let's start it off with a couple of trailers coming soon to a motion picture theater near you The first trailer worth taking a look at is the first teaser trailer for the toxic Avenger there are still no leads as to the identity of the freaky folk hero remains at large Ladies. sir what did you see last night I heard gunshots, saw blood. Handsome fella had his arm tore off like wet bread. And the creature run off into the night. He looks like a up hot dog. That part was very shocking to me. Motherfucker. Can we put that up? Anyone that may have encountered the strange <laughs> breaking news. A group of armed extremists, the nasty lads, they've taken hostages at a miss lunchatorium downtown. Let's go live. We are the nasty lads! We are angry! Oh, oh, oh. <laughs> Who the f are you? Yeah. What the hell is that? The, the toxic, Avenger. toxic Avenger. That's what the kids are calling him. I think it's swell. Macon Blair's version of The Toxic Avenger stars Peter Dinklage as Winston Goose, a stereotypical weakling who works as a janitor at Garbeck's health club and is diagnosed with a terminal illness that can only be cured by an expensive treatment that his greedy, power-hungry employer refuses to pay for. After deciding to take matters into his own hands and rob his company, Winston falls into a pit of toxic waste and is transformed into a deformed monster that sets out to do good and get back at all the people who have wronged him. Dinklage is joined in the cast by Kevin Bacon as villainous corporate overlord Bob Garbinger Elijah Wood as Bob's brother Fritz Garbinger Jacob Tromblay, Johnny Coyne and Sarah Niles The next trailer worth taking a look at is the upcoming project from Matthew Vaughn Argyle I certainly hope you dance as well as you dress There's only one way to find out You and I We're not so different. Agent Argyle. Little help? Hold on. The book is phenomenal, sweetie, but... What happens next? It's called a cliffhanger, mother. Ellie, it's called a cop-out. There's a cat in there. Oh my god, you're Ellie freaking Conway. Author of Argyle series, Ellie Conway! I am such a fan! Oh yeah? What is it you do? Espionage. Would you sign my book? <laughs> Here we go. <laughs> these people real-life spies why would they care about me because you're a goddamn fortune teller Ellie what you, you wrote in your new book actually happened and you kicked a hornet's nest you didn't even know existed I'm in some really big trouble mom what you me? oh so now you're experimenting with drugs I want all assets on them now I need her to write the next chapter It's time for you to meet the real Agent Argyle. Oh my god! Oh my god! Oh my god! <laughs> Conway, an introverted spy novelist who seldom leaves her home, is drawn into the real world of espionage when the plots of her books get a little too close to the activities of a sinister underground syndicate. When Aiden, a spy, shows up to save her from being kidnapped or killed, Ellie and her beloved cat Elfie are plunged into a covert world where nothing and no one is what it seems. Starring Henry Cavill as Argyle, Bryce Dallas Howard as Ellie Conway, and featuring Sophia Boutella, Rob Delaney, Catherine O'Hara, Dua Lipa, John Cena, Brian Cranston, Samuel L. Jackson, and Sam Rockwell, this project releases in theaters on February 2nd of 2024. Well, last week, just as I finished recording, it was announced that the writer's strike has officially ended after a tentative deal was reached. The deal that the WGA presented makes big leaps in keeping AI in check, streaming residuals, and data transparency made for the writers. It's also expected that the deal may transfer over to the SAG after negotiations when they start up again today. According to the tentative agreement, AI can't write or rewrite literary material, and AI generated material will not be considered source material. In addition, a writer can choose to use AI when performing writing services if the company consents and provided that the writer follows applicable company policies, but the company can't require the writer to use AI software when performing writing services. In regards to the residuals, the WGA states that the Guild negotiated a new residual based on viewership made for HBS VOD series and films that are viewed by 20% or more of the service's domestic subscribers in the first 90 days of release, or in the first 90 days in any subsequent exhibition year, get a bonus equal to 50% of the fixed domestic and foreign residuals, with the views calculated as hours streamed domestically of the Season or film divided by runtime. All of this is to say that projects are officially now back in development, but productions have yet to presume due to the ongoing SAG AFTRA strike. It's time to get back to work. As I previously mentioned, the SAG AFTRA union and AMPTP are expected to begin negotiations today, Monday, October 2nd, as a joint statement was released. That statement reads SAG AFTRA and the AMPTP will resume negotiations for a new TV theatrical contract on Monday, October 2nd. Several executives from AMPTP member companies will Will be in attendance. The Actors Union has been on strike for 76 days, while the Writers' Strike went on for 148. SAG AFTRA released a statement that showed their support and celebration of WGA's New Deal. That statement read SAG AFTRA congratulates the WGA on reaching a tentative agreement with the AMPTP after 146 days of incredible strength, resiliency, and solidarity on the picket lines. While we look forward to reviewing the WGA and AMPTP's tentative agreement, we remain committed to achieving the necessary terms for our members. With the strike officially settled, Marvel Studios is ready to get rolling on some upcoming projects, and according to Deadline, Marvel Studios hopes to schedule writers' meetings this fall for pitches concerning an upcoming X-Men movie. There's currently no rush to put the project into production since the studio does not have a specified date. Over at DC, James Gunn took to threads to respond to a fan question asking whether actors from the DCEU would be reprising their roles in the new DC Universe. Gunn replied, Sholo Maraduena will continue playing Blue Beetle in the DCU, as Viola Davis will Amanda Waller, and John Cena will be Peacemaker. However, despite these actors reprising their characters in the new DC Universe, James Gunn added that nothing is canon until the new slate of projects begins. He said, "Quote: Nothing is canon until Creature Commandos next year, a sort of appar- to the DCU, and then a deeper dive into the universe with Superman Legacy after that. It's a very human drive to want to understand everything all the time, but I think it's okay to be confused on what's happening in the DCU, since no one has seen anything from the DCU yet. And yes, some actors will be playing characters they've played in other stories, and some plot points might be consistent with plot points from the dozen of films, shows, and animated projects that have come from DC in the past, but nothing is canon until CC and Legacy. In other upcoming projects, M. Night Shyamalan, who recently went into production on Trap, a psychological thriller that is set at a concert, recently received a SAG-AFTRA interim agreement to start a new project called Good Grades. Nothing is known about the project besides its title and the fact that it's expected to begin filming in Mississauga, Ontario next month. Over in the small screen... Netflix is facing legal battles as they are currently being sued by Evil Genius Games over a tie-in game they were expected to have come out about Rebel Moon. According to Evil Genius' website, We signed an official agreement with Netflix on March 22, 2023 to create the game and RPG-related materials, promising a finished game to coincide with the film's release on December 22, 2023. Soon after the deal was made, they produced a 228-page World Bible, a 337-page Game Master's Guide, and a 430-page player's guide for their Rebel Moon game. Unfortunately, after delivering this unbelievable world and tabletop role-playing game to Netflix, it cancelled the contract and is asserting the IP we created, along with the entire game, now belongs to it. Netflix also refused to compensate us fairly for our work. In a statement, Evil Genius' CEO said, our aim is to ensure our team is recognized for their fantastic work and that we can release this game for millions of tabletop role-playing game enthusiasts to enjoy. It's disheartening to see Netflix backpedal on content that was jointly showcased and had that received their prior consent. We urge our supporters to contact Netflix and Zack Snyder to push for the release of this game. The first part of Rebel Moon hits Netflix on December 22nd, while the second is set for release on April 19th of 2024. According to Deadline, Netflix has officially shipped out their last DVD, which was a copy of the Coen brothers' True Grit. Ted Sarandis wrote on Instagram, Today, after 25 years, we ship our last DVD. It was a huge honor to join the incredible DVD team in Fremont this week to thank them for being part of something that's changed people's lives. These iconic red envelopes were so loved that we shipped more than 5 billion of them to cities and towns big and small that otherwise would have had no access to the variety of films and television shows we made available. Thank you to all of our members and DVD employees for 25 history-making years. And just in case you're curious, the very first DVD Netflix ever shipped out was a copy of Beetlejuice on March 10th of 1998. In other small-screen news, we now know the voices of Rick and Morty as the teaser trailer trailer has been released for season seven. Hey, look, Morty! I'm a leg! A leg, Morty! Any progress? I found the version of me that killed my wife. You just missed it. Can I ask if you're currently a hologram? Yeah, yeah, hold on. One sec. Do we know anyone's sober? <laughs> Have you been drinking? On a Thursday? They do the same to me How long does a society take to collapse? Let's find out I'm telling you, man, you're making a big mistake here Who's ready for Rick's famous spaghetti? <laughs> no one wants to lose The devil is believe some the rules But the yeah. way right, I like it, baby I have enough I was sorry. No, you didn't. I said it quietly. Shut up. Dad, you had a job interview, right? Found it. Whose car is this? Whose sun visor is this? What's the sun? I was wondering if you could help me out with a bit of a rake situation. A rake situation? Well, that last one was just for shock value. The only thing you see, you know, it's gonna... What do you say, Rick? The fly through space? Come upon something? Maybe I have a moral objection? Rick and Morty, we're back, baby! Rick and Morty new season premieres Sunday, October fifteenth at 11 p.m. only on Adult Swim. Rick and Morty season seven is the show's first season without co-creator Justin Roiland, who in January was charged with felony domestic abuse in Orange County, California. The incident resulted in Roiland getting ousted from his overall deal. Shortly after the initial charges, news of Roiland allegedly sending disturbing direct messages to a fan began making the rounds. Additionally, previously problematic interview comments and allegations of workplace behavior issues resurfaced, making matters worse. The criminal charges were dropped in March, but the damage had already been done. As to the identities of the new voice talent, that remains a mystery until the show's season premiere, which will take place on Adult Swim on October 15th. And finally, we end today on good and bad news. First off, a surprise listing on Airbnb is opening up Shrek's Swamp for an exclusive two-night stay for up to three friends from October 27th to 29th. Donkey is hosting his friend's home on Airbnb, which is located in the hills of the Scottish. Highlands. The posting reads Quote Wow, it's so nice to meet you. I'm Donkey, and I'm making magic with Airbnb to roll out the welcome mat this October while I'm swamp sitting for Shrek. I have to be honest, I love everything about the swamp, the boulder out front, the modest interiors, the seclusion, ideal for singing karaoke late into the night, you get the picture. I can't wait for guests to experience this muddy slice of paradise for themselves. Nestled deep within the forest of the Scottish Highlands and accented with the cozy comfort Shrek has accumulated over the years, the swamp offers a retreat like no other. This mud laden, moss covered murky watered oasis is a perfect snug spot to escape from village life and embrace the beauty of nature. According to the listing, guests will be able to relax in the ambience of earwax candlelight, kick your feet up with a parfait, swap stories around the fire until late in the night, enjoy a stack of freshly made waffles in the morning, and of course, enjoy the ultimate privacy of Shrek's trusted outhouse. It was also announced this weekend that Michael Gambon, the beloved character actor who played Dumbledore in six Harry Potter films, has passed away after a bout of pneumonia, at the age of 82. Deadline offered the following statement via his publicist. We are devastated to announce the loss of Sir Michael Gambon. Beloved husband and father, Michael died peacefully in a hospital with his wife Anne and son Fergus at his bedside following a bout of pneumonia. Michael was 82. We ask that you respect our privacy at this painful time and thank you for messages of love and support. Gambon took over the role as Professor Albus Dumbledore in Harry Potter and the Prisoner of Azkaban after Richard Harris passed away. In addition to his work in the Wizarding World, Gambon had a long-distinguished career on stage and screen. He's featured in films like Matthew Vaughn's Layer Cake, he played King George in The King's Speech, and had voice roles in the Paddington films and Fantastic Mr. Fox. Fans of the series flocked to the wizarding worlds in Universal Studios, where they raised their wands in tribute. That's it for this episode of Talking Movies. Follow me on social media at Talking Movies PC and download full-length episodes on all of your favorite podcast platforms. And as always, of all the men to cheat, you picked John Kramer?